pray about anything but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us in the Word of God in the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter 12, beginning at verse 1. Now the Lord had said to Abram, Get out of your country, from your family and from your father's house, to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him. And Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. Then Abram took Sarai his wife, and Lot his brother's son, and all their possessions that they had gathered, and the people whom they had acquired in Haran. And they departed to go to the land of Canaan, so they came to the land of Canaan. Abram passed through the land to the place of Shechem, as far as the terebinth tree of Moreh, and the Canaanites were then in the land. Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your descendants I will give this land. And there he built an, there he built an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. And he moved from there to the mountain east of Bethel. And he pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and Ai on the east. There he built an altar to the Lord and called on the name of the Lord. So Abram journeyed going on still toward the south. Now there was a famine in the land, and Abram went down to Egypt to dwell there, for the famine was severe in the land. And it came to pass, when he was close to entering Egypt, that he said to Sarai his wife, Indeed, I know that you are a woman of beautiful countenance. Therefore it will happen when the Egyptians see you, that they will say, This is his wife, and they will kill me, but they will let you live. Please say you are my sister that it may be well with me for your sake, and that I may live because of you. So it was when Abram came into Egypt that the Egyptians saw the woman that she was very beautiful. The princes of Pharaoh also saw her and commended her to Pharaoh. And the woman was taken to Pharaoh's house. He treated Abram well for her sake. He had sheep, oxen, male donkeys, male and female servants, female donkeys, and camels. But the Lord plagued Pharaoh and his house with great plagues because of Sarai, Abram's wife. And Pharaoh called Abram and said, What is this you have done to me? Why did you not tell me that she was your wife? Why did you say she is my sister? I might have taken her as my wife. Now therefore here is your wife. Take her and go your way. So Pharaoh commanded his men concerning him, and they sent him away with his wife and all that he had. Verses 1 through 20, Genesis chapter 12. Father, we thank you once again for the gift, the precious gift of your word. Thank you for the opportunity we have of being able to spend time with you one-on-one -on -one as we spend time reading and meditating and thinking on your word each and every day. Thank you for the wisdom, the counsel, the grace, the power, the encouragement, the uplift that we receive as we simply spend time with you in your word. With every passing day, help us to fall more in love with you and with your word and help us to grow in our understanding of the critical place your word always needs to have in our hearts and in our lives each and every day. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. We do pray. Amen.
Thank you again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Rick Robertson is our producer, and he's going to lead us in a word of prayer at this time. Father, we take our place alongside our brother David, who said, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? What a blessing, Father. What a, uh, a great privilege that we as your children can, can uh, look at the, the things going on in the world today and not have to fear that we can trust in you, that you are our strength, that you are our rock. And we run to you today. We cling to you. We lean on you today. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Rick. And thank you again for being a part of our listening family. You know, God's word tells us in the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, verse 6, it tells us, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And, you know, one more, one of the many reasons why we as believers need to make it an extremely high priority to spend significant time in the word of God every day is because one of the one of the many blessings of spending time with God one on one in his word is that reading and meditating on God's word is one of the ways that we can diligently seek him. And remember that, as that scripture says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. And so we are wise to spend time in the word daily because, of course, obviously the word of God lets us know in Romans chapter 10, verse 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But also note, too, that God rewards those who diligently seek him. And as we diligently seek him in the word, again, that's one of the ways whereby we can once be further rewarded by our Lord. So getting into the Word of God every day. So as I continue to encourage you, if you don't have the habit of reading at least three chapters in your Bible each and every day, today is a great day to start that habit. And once again, parents, keep in mind, when we're having our children to read three chapters out loud to us, it's pouring grace, peace, wisdom, joy, and strength into their minds and their hearts as well. Nothing will bless our children more than the precious and powerful Word of God. Let's make it a high priority to help them fill up on God's Word each and every day. Well, today we continue reading through the Word of God as we pick up now in the book of Exodus. Exodus chapter 39, picking up at verse 1. Of the blue, purple, and scarlet thread, they made garments of ministry for ministering in the holy place and made the holy garments for Aaron, as the Lord had commanded Moses. He made the ephod of gold, blue, purple, and scarlet thread, and of, and of fine woven linen. And they beat the gold into thin sheets and cut it into threads to work it in with the blue, purple, and scarlet thread and the fine linen into artistic designs. They made shoulder straps for it to couple it together. It was coupled together at its two edges. And the intricately woven band of of his ephod that was on it was of the same workmanship, woven of gold, blue, purple, and scarlet thread, and of fine woven linen, as the Lord had commanded Moses. And they set onyx stones enclosed in settings of gold. They were engraved as signets are engraved with the names of the sons of Israel. 
He put them on the shoulders of the ephod as memorial stones for the sons of Israel, as the Lord had commanded Moses. And he made the breastplate, artistically woven like the workmanship of the ephod, of gold, blue, purple, and scarlet thread, and of fine woven linen. They made the breastplate square by doubling it. A span was its length, and a span its width when doubled. And they set in it four rows of stones, a row with a sardius, a topaz, and an emerald was the first row. The second row, a turquoise, a sapphire, and a diamond. The third row, a jacinth, and a gate, and an amethyst. The fourth row, a barrel, an onyx, and a jasper. They were enclosed in settings of gold in their mountings. They were twelve stones according to the names of the sons of Israel, according to their names, engraved like a signet, each one with its own name, according to the twelve tribes. And they made chains for the breastplate at the ends, like braided cords of pure gold. They also made two settings of gold and two gold rings, and put the two rings on the two ends of the breastplate. And they put the two braided chains of gold in the two rings on the ends of the breastplate. The two ends of the two braided chains they fastened in the two settings and put them on the shoulder straps of the, of the ephod in the front. And they made two rings of gold and put them on the two ends of the breastplate, on the edge of it, which was on the inward side of the ephod. They made two other gold rings and put them on the two shoulder straps underneath the ephod toward its front, right at the seam above the intricately woven band of the ephod. And they bound the breastplate by means of its rings to the rings of the ephod with a blue cord, so that it would be above the intricately woven band of the ephod, and that the breastplate would not come loose from the ephod as the Lord had commanded Moses. He made the robe of the ephod of woven work all of blue, and there was an opening in the middle of the robe, like the opening of a coat of mail, with a woven binding all around the opening, so that it would not tear. They made on the hem of the robe pomegranates of blue, purple, and scarlet, and of fine woven linen. And they made bells of pure gold, and put the bells between the pomegranates on the hem of the robe all around between the pomegranates, a bell and a pomegranate, a bell and a pomegranate all around the hem of the robe to minister in as the Lord had commanded Moses. They made tunics artistically woven of fine linen for Aaron and his sons, a turban of fine linen, exquisite hats of fine linen, short trousers of fine woven linen, and a sash of fine woven linen with blue, purple, and scarlet thread, made by a weaver as the Lord had commanded Moses. Then they made the plate of the holy crown of pure gold and wrote on it an inscription 
like the engraving of a signet, holiness to the Lord. And they tied to it a blue cord to fasten it above on the turban, as the Lord had commanded Moses. Thus all the work of the tabernacle of the tent of meeting was finished. And the children of Israel did according to all that the Lord had commanded Moses. So they did. And they brought the tabernacle and they brought the tabernacle to Moses, the tent and all its furnishings, its clasps, its boards, its bars, its pillars, and its sockets. The covering of ram skins dyed red, the covering of badger skins, and the veil of the covering. The ark of excuse me, the ark of the testimony with its poles and the mercy seat, the table, all its utensils, and the showbread, the pure gold lampstand with its lamps, the lamps set in order, all its utensils, and the oil for light, the gold altar, the anointing oil, and the sweet incense, the screen for the tabernacle door, the bronze altar, its grate of bronze, its poles, and all its utensils, the labor with its base, the hangings of the court, its pillars and its sockets, the screen for the court gate, its cords and its pegs, all the utensils for the service of the tabernacle, for the tent of meeting, and the garments of ministry to minister in the holy place, the holy garments for Aaron the priest, and his son's garments to minister as priests. According to all that the Lord had commanded Moses, so the children of Israel did all the work. Verses 1 through 41, Exodus chapter 39. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession as we continue reading through the Word of God. We'll be right back.
Planet Shakers with Heaven on Earth. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. We continue now reading through the Word of God as we continue in the book of Exodus, Exodus chapter 39, picking up at verse 32. Thus all the work of the tabernacle of the tent of meeting was finished, and the children of Israel did according to all that the Lord had commanded Moses, so they did. And they brought the tabernacle to Moses, the tent and all its furnishings, its clasps, its boards, its bars, its pillars, and and its sockets. The covering of ram skins dyed red, the covering of badger skins, and the veil of the covering, the ark of the testimony with its poles, and the mercy seat, the table, all its utensils, and the showbread the pure gold lampstand with its lamps, the lamps set in order, all its utensils and the oil for light, the gold altar, the anointing oil, and the sweet incense, the screen for the tabernacle door, the bronze altar, its grate of bronze, its poles and all its utensils, the laver with its base, the hangings of the court, its pillars and its sockets, the screen for the court gate, its cords and its pegs, all the utensils for the service of the tabernacle, for the tent of meeting, and the garments of ministry to minister in the holy place, the holy garments for Aaron the priest and his son's garments to minister as priests. According to all that the Lord had commanded Moses, So the children of Israel did all the work. Then Moses looked over all the work, and indeed they had done it. As the Lord had commanded, just so they had done it. And Moses blessed them. Exodus chapter 40. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, On the first day of the first month, you shall set up the tabernacle of the tent of meeting. You shall put in it the ark of the testimony, and partition off the ark with the veil. You shall bring in the table and arrange the things that are to be set in order on it. And you shall bring in the lampstand and light its lamps. You shall also set the altar of gold for the incense before the ark of the testimony and put up the screen for the door of the tabernacle. Then you shall set the altar of the burnt offering before the door of the tabernacle of the tent of meeting. And you shall set the laver between the tabernacle of meeting and the altar and put water in it. You shall set up the court all around and hang up the screen at the court gate. And you shall take the anointing oil and anoint the tabernacle and all that is in it. And you shall hallow it and all its utensils, and it shall be holy. You shall anoint the altar of the burnt offering and all its utensils and consecrate the altar. 
the altar, sh the altar shall be most holy, and you shall anoint the laver and its base and consecrate it. Then you shall bring Aaron and his sons to the door of the tabernacle of meeting and wash them with water. You shall put the holy garments on Aaron and anoint him and consecrate him, that he may minister to me as priest. And you shall bring his sons and clothe them with tunics. You shall anoint them as you anointed their father, that they may minister to me as priests. For their anointing shall surely be an everlasting priesthood throughout their generations. Thus Moses did. According to all that the Lord had commanded him, so he did. And it came to pass in the first month of the second year, on the first day of the month, that the tabernacle was raised up. So Moses raised up the tabernacle, fastened its sockets, set up its boards, put in its bars, and raised up its pillars. And he spread out the tent over the tabernacle and put the covering of the tent on top of it, as the Lord had commanded Moses. He took the testimony and put it into the ark, inserted the poles through the rings of the ark, and put the mercy seat on top of the ark. And he brought the ark into the tabernacle, hung up the veil of the covering, and partitioned off the ark of the testimony, as the Lord had commanded Moses. He put the table in the tabernacle of meeting on the north side of the tabernacle outside the veil. And he set the bread in order upon it before the Lord, as the Lord had commanded Moses. He put the lampstand in the tabernacle of meeting across from the table on the south side of the tabernacle. And he lit the lamps before the Lord as the Lord had commanded Moses. He put the gold altar in the tabernacle of meeting in front, in front of the veil, and he burned sweet incense on it, as the Lord had commanded Moses. He hung up the screen at the door of the tabernacle, and he put the altar of burnt offering before the door of the tabernacle of the tent of meeting, and offered upon it the burnt offering and the grain offering as the Lord had commanded Moses. He set the laver between the tabernacle of meeting and the altar and put water there for washing. And Moses, Aaron, and his sons would wash their hands and their feet with water from it. Whenever they went into the tabernacle of meeting and when they came near the altar, they washed as the Lord had commanded Moses. And he raised up the court all around the tabernacle and the altar and hung up the screen of the court gate. So Moses finished the work. Then the cloud covered the tabernacle of meeting and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. And Moses was not able to enter the tabernacle of meeting because the cloud rested, upon, the cloud rested above it and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Whenever the cloud was taken up from above the tabernacle, the children of Israel would go onward in all their journeys. But if the cloud was not taken up, then they did not journey till the day that it was taken up. 
For the cloud of the Lord was above the tabernacle by day, and fire was over it by night, in the sight of all the house of Israel throughout all their journeys. End of the book of Exodus. The book of Leviticus. Leviticus chapter 1, beginning at verse 1. Now the Lord called to Moses and spoke to him from the tabernacle of meeting, saying, Speak to the children of Israel and say to them, When any one of you brings an offering to the Lord, you shall bring your offering of the livestock, of the herd of the flock. If his offering is a burnt sacrifice of the herd, let him offer a male without blemish. He shall offer it of his own free will at the door of the tabernacle of meeting before the Lord. Then he shall put his hand on the head of the burnt offering, and it will be accepted on his behalf to make atonement for him. He shall kill the bull before the Lord, and the priests, Aaron's sons, shall bring the blood and sprinkle the blood all around on the altar that is by the door of the tabernacle of meeting. And he shall skin the burnt offering and cut it into its pieces. The sons of Aaron, the priests, shall put fire on the altar and lay the wood in order on the fire. Then the priests, Aaron's sons, shall lay the parts, the head, and the fat in order on the wood that is on the fire upon the altar. But he shall wash its entrails and its legs with water. And the priest shall burn all on the altar as a burnt sacrifice, an offering made by fire, a sweet aroma to the Lord. If his offering is of the flocks, of the sheep or of the goats, as a burnt sacrifice, he shall bring a male without blemish. He shall kill it on the north side of the altar before the Lord. And the priests, Aaron's sons, shall sprinkle its blood all around on the altar. And he shall cut it into its pieces with its head and its fat. And the priest shall lay them in order on the wood that is on the fire upon the altar. But he shall wash the entrails and the legs with the water. Then the priests shall bring it all and burn it on the altar. It is a burnt sacrifice, an offering made by fire, a sweet aroma to the Lord. And if the burnt sacrifice of his offering to the Lord is of birds, then he shall bring his offering of turtle doves or young pigeons. The priests shall bring it to the altar, wring off its head, and burn it on the altar. Its blood shall be drained out at the side of the altar. And he shall remove its crop with its feathers and cast it beside the altar on the east side into the place for ashes. <clears throat> then he shall split it at its wings, but shall not divide it completely. And the priest shall burn it on the altar, on the wood that is on the fire. It is, a burnt it is a burnt sacrifice, an offering made by fire, a sweet aroma to the Lord. End of Leviticus chapter 1. 
Father, we thank you once again for your word. Thank you for the opportunity to read it. We thank you for each of the books, the wonderful books in your word. Father, we thank you for the book of Leviticus in particular, a book that found in the Old Testament that teaches us that how the people of God were to serve a holy God. Thank you for the unique wisdom, insight, and understanding that the book of Leviticus teaches us. Help us to grow an understanding of the fact that, Lord, that each book basically paints a picture of Jesus, a picture that helps us better understand who you are and what you do in and for our lives. Father, more and more, help us to grow in our love for you and grow in our love for your word. Help us to grow in our understanding of the need for us to fill our lives with your word. Help us to know, Lord, that when you told us that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds forth from the mouth of God, Lord, you really meant it. Help us to grow in our understanding of the fact that your word is even more vital to us than the food we eat. Help us know, the Lord, that your word blesses us, guides us, counsels us, strengthens us, empowers us, and does so, so much more for us. Help us to know, Lord, that your word ministers to our mind, body, and spirit in a way that no one else or nothing else can. And help us to be wise enough to really, really make time in your word many times during the day a priority for us. And Lord, help us to grow an understanding of the great need for us to help our children to fill their minds and their hearts with your word. Help us, Lord, to be mindful of the fact that your word is you and that as we're spending time in your word, we're spending time with you, Lord Jesus. And thank you, Lord, for the fact that you will spend as much time with us as we will spend with you. And help us to know, Lord, that time spent in your presence will bless us, edify us, lift us up, strengthen us, and do so, so much. Thank you for the gift, the wonderful gift of your word. And Lord, thank you for the opportunity we have literally of being able to open your word 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and you will meet us there, bless us, guide us, give us counsel, grace, and encouragement, strength needed in our lives. We thank you and praise you for your word. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession as we continue reading through the Word of God. We'll be right back.
Elevation Church with O Sing. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. We continue now reading through the Word of God in the book in the New Testament in the Gospel of Mark, chapter 7, beginning at verse 1. Then the Pharisees and some of the scribes came together to him, having come from Jerusalem. And when they saw some of his disciples eat bread with defiled, that is, with unwashed hands, they found fault. For the Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they wash their hands in a special way, holding the tradition of the elders. When they come from the marketplace, they do not eat unless they wash. And there are many other things which they have received and hold, like the washing of cups, pitchers, copper vessels, and couches. Then the Pharisees and scribes asked him, Why do your disciples not walk according to the tradition of the elders, but eat bread with unwashed hands? He answered and said to them, Well did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites, as it is written, This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. And in vain they worship me, teaching as doctrine the commandments of men. For laying aside the commandment of God, you hold the tradition of men, the washing of pitchers and cups, and many other such things you do. He said to them, All too well you reject the commandment of God, that you may keep your tradition. For Moses said, Honor your father and your mother, and he who curses father or mother, let him be put to death. But you say, If a man says to his father or mother, Whatever profit you might have received from me is korban that is, a gift of God, then you no longer let him do anything for his father or his mother, making the word of God of no effect through your tradition, which you have handed down, and many such things you do. When he had called all the multitude to himself, he said to them, Hear me, everyone, and understand. There is nothing that enters a man from outside which can defile him, But the things which come out of him, those are the things that defile a man. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. When he had entered a house away from the crowd, his disciples asked him concerning the parable. So he said to them, Are you thus without understanding also? Do you not perceive that whatever enters a man from outside cannot defile him, because it does not enter his heart? but his stomach, and is eliminated, thus purifying all foods. And he said, What comes out of a man, that defiles a man. For from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lewdness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and defile a man. A Gentile, excuse me, and defile a man. From there he arose and went to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And he entered a house and wanted no one to know it. But he could not be hidden. For a woman whose young daughter had an unclean spirit heard about him. And she came and fell at his feet. The woman was a Greek, a Syrophoenician by birth, 
and she kept asking him to cast the demon out of her daughter. But Jesus said to her, Let the children be filled first, for it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it and throw it to the little dogs. And she answered and said to him, Yes, Lord, yet even the little dogs under the table eat from the children's crumbs. Then he said to her, For this saying, Go your way. The demon has gone out of your daughter. And when she had come to her house, she found the demon gone out and her daughter lying on the bed. Again, departing from the region of Tyre and Sidon, he came through the midst of the region of Decapolis to the Sea of Galilee. Then they brought to him one who was deaf and had an impediment in his speech, and they begged him to put his hand on him. And he took him aside from the multitude and put his fingers in his ears, and he spat and touched his tongue. Then looking up to heaven, he sighed and said to him, Ephatha, that is, be opened. Immediately his ears were opened, and the impediment of his tongue was loosed, and he spoke plainly. Then he commanded them that they should tell no one, but the more he commanded them, the more widely they proclaimed it. And they were astonished beyond measure, saying, He has done all things well. He makes both the deaf to hear and the mute to speak. Mark chapter 8 In those days the multitude being very great and having nothing to eat, Jesus called his disciples to him and said to them, I have compassion on the multitude, because they have now continued with me three days and have nothing to eat. And if I send them away hungry to their own houses, they will faint on the way, for some, for some of them have come from afar. Then his disciples answered him, How can one satisfy these people with bread here in the wilderness? He asked them, How many loaves do you have? And they said, Seven. So he commanded the multitude to sit down on the ground. And he took the seven loaves and gave thanks, broke them and gave them to his disciples to set before them. And they set them before the multitude. They also had a few small fish, and having blessed them, he said to set them also before them. So they ate and were filled, and they took up seven large baskets of leftover fragments. Now those who had eaten were about four thousand, and he sent them away. Immediately, immediately got into the boat with his disciples and came to the region of Dalmanutha. Then the Pharisees came out and began to dispute with him, seeking from him a sign from heaven, testing him. But he sighed deeply in his spirit and said, Why does this generation seek a sign? Assuredly, I say to you, no sign shall be given to this generation. And he left them and getting into the boat again, departed to the other side. Now the disciples had forgotten to take bread, and they did not have more than one loaf with them in the boat. Then he charged them, saying, Take heed, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. 
And they reasoned among themselves, saying, It is because we have no bread. But Jesus, being aware of it, said to them, Why do you reason because you have no bread? Do you not yet perceive nor understand? Is your heart still hardened? Having eyes, do you not see? And having ears, do you not hear? And do you not remember? When I broke the five loaves for the five thousand, how many baskets full of fragments did you take up? They said to him, Twelve. Also when I broke the seven for also when I, when I broke the seven for the four thousand, how many loaves, how many large baskets full of fragments did you take up? And they said, Seven. So he said to them, How is it that you do not understand? Then he came to Bethsaida, and they brought a blind man to him and begged him to touch him. So he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the town. And when he had spit on his eyes and put his hands on him, he asked him if he saw anything. And he looked up and said, I see men like trees walking. Then he put his hands on his eyes again and made him look up. And he was restored and saw every and saw everyone clearly. Then he sent him away to his house, saying, Neither go into the town nor tell anyone in the town. Verses 1 through 26, Mark chapter 8. Father, thank you once again for the opportunity to read your word every day. Thank you for the grace and the power that flows into our minds and our hearts as we spend the time reading and meditating on your word each and every day. Thank you, Father, for the privilege that we have of being able to grow an understanding of how to pray and walk with you as we spend time in your word. Lord, thank you for the many ways that your word uh, helps us to better know you, to know your heart, your mind, your will, and help us to, to grow an understanding of how that your word, as we spend time in your word, our ability to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit just increases more and more with every passing day. Help us to be faithful hearers and doers of your word, and with every passing day, more and more, help us to walk in the wisdom of your word. We thank you, and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Well, as we normally do before we end the broadcast, if you're listening today and you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, today is a great day to be saved. Today is a great day to give your heart to Jesus Christ. The most important decision in life is that decision, the decision to invite Jesus Christ to come into your heart as Lord and Savior. If you'd like to make that step, would you simply pray this prayer from your heart with me even now? Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so, so much that you came to this world a long time ago. You lived your life. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I do confess to you. I've sinned and done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, I repent and turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. Make me the person entirely that you desire that I be. In the Bible, you told us, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord, on this day, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me 
Fill me with your spirit. Help me to follow you for my entire life. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Well, my email is joseph at afr.net. If you prayed and gave your life to Christ today just then, please, please, please get in touch with us. We'd like to hear from you. We'd also like to share with you some literature, some resources that are going to help you to begin to grow and grow strong in your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. Once again, my email, joseph at afr.net. And of course, to our listeners, if you're simply wanting some of the evangelism and discipleship tools and prayer tools that we provide, we're always grateful for the opportunity to share with them. And we ask that you take the time to use them for your own personal growth in the Lord, for the discipling of your own family, but also pass them on to family members, co-workers, fellow church members, and others, because that's a part of what they're for. We're all in this together, the family of God doing the work of building God's kingdom every single day. Once again, the email, joseph at afr.net. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.